Sandman Stories presents Japanese Fairy Tales Series Number 18 The Ogre's Arm Told in English by Mrs. T.H. James The Ogre's Arm Long, long ago there dwelt in the mountain called Oyayama, a race of fierce ogres. The chief of these ogres was named Shutendoji, and he and his followers came down from time to time upon the city of Kyoto, causing great terror and working much mischief. Entering in at the great gate called Rashomon, they robbed and killed all that came in their way, both men and women. Now in those days, there dwelt in Kyoto a brave warrior named Minamoto no Raiko. This Raiko had four followers, the most daring of whom was named Tsuna. These followers were known far and near as Raiko's guard. In time of war, they fought side by side, and in intervals of peace, they lived together in Raiko's castle. It happened one dark and stormy night, during one of those brief intervals, that the four warriors were gathered around the charcoal fire, telling stories of war and adventure, and so whiling away the time as best they might. What dull times these are, at last said Tsuna. Is there no news? No hope of any fighting? I hate this quiet life. News there is, answered another one of the knights, who had just come into the room. The ogres have begun their old tricks again. The ogres? exclaimed the knights, in awestruck and terrified voices. But Tsuna laughed long and loud. Do you really believe such old wives' stories? cried he. His companions made no reply, but shook their heads with sad and downcast looks. At last, he who had brought the news looked up and said, Tsuna, since you are so sure that there are no such creatures as ogres, will you go to the Rashomon tonight? and watch there alone? Yes, answered Tsuna. I will go, and, if needs be, alone, although I think one of you might bear me company. But one and all protested that, though fair fight and honorable foe they feared not, yet the ogres they could not and would not face. Then uprose Tsuna, and at once began to prepare for his expedition. How can we be sure that you really go to the Rushamon? asked his companions. What sign will you give us? You know the notice board which stands just outside the castle gate, replied Tsuna. A new notice was posted upon it this very day. Well, if I carry the board, notice and all, and plant it down by the Rushamon, where all may see it tomorrow morning, will that satisfy you, since my word of honor does not? 
they all cried out that this would satisfy them, and bade him good speed. That very same night, mounting his horse and taking the notice board with him, Tsuna rode alone to the Rashomon, and there awaited the coming of the enemy, if enemy indeed there were. Not a soul stirred abroad or passed through the gateway, for all were in terror of the ogres. Furthermore, the night was windy and rainy, and so dark that it was impossible to see a yard before you. Undaunted, the brave warrior kept his dread and lonely watch, and yet no creature came. The night was almost over. Dawn was near. The storm had broken out afresh when a hand put forth from the roof of the gateway clutched Tsuna's head. There above him stood an ogre of fearful aspect, his horrible head armed with a pair of copper-colored horns. With his strong and bony hand, he still grasped Tsuna's head and tried to lift him onto the roof. Surprised and horror-stricken, Tsuna was fain to confess to himself that this must indeed be Shutendoji, whose very existence he had doubted. This was no time for thought, however, and Tsuna at once laid hold of the ogre and tried to pull him down. Then a fierce struggle began, but Tsuna, being no match for the ogre in strength, would assuredly have been lifted from the ground, had he not succeeded in freeing one hand from the ogre's grasp. With this hand, he drew his sword and dealt one valiant blow at the ogre's arm. The arm fell, severed at the shoulder, and the ogre fled with a hideous yell. As all search for the monster was in vain, Tsuna at length took up the arm and returned with it to Raiko's castle. Next morning, Tsuna, accompanied by his friends, went to consult a famous wizard named Seme as to what should be done with Shutendoji's arm. Seme advised that it should be placed in a strong stone chest and watched by Tsuna day and night for seven days. But, said Seme to Tsuna, you must purify yourself by much fasting and prayer and spend those seven days in holy contemplation holding converse with no one. Unless you faithfully carry out my directions, I foresee that misfortune will surely follow. Tsuna therefore caused a strong stone chest to be prepared, placed the ogre's arm within it, and having purified himself by fasting and prayer, sat down alone to watch it. The doors were shut, and all visitors refused admittance. Alone and wrapped in holy contemplation, Tsuna kept watch and ward. One night, when the seven days and nights were almost accomplished, came a knocking at the gate. Who is there? called out Tsuna. It is your old aunt from the country, answered a cracked and feeble voice. Play open the door, Tsuna answered. 
I am under a vow to hold converse with no one until seven days be passed. I cannot open the door even to my aunt. I know that, returned the voice, but I have come a long way on purpose to see you. I am footsore and weary. Surely you will not turn me away. Tsuna still refused for some time, but at last he allowed himself to be persuaded to open the door. I have heard of your noble exploit, said the woman as she came in, and I have come all this long way to tell you how proud I am of my brave nephew. And where is the ogre's arm now, she continued, when Tsuna had thanked her for her kindness in coming to see him. The arm is in this stone case, said he. Is it indeed now? Well, would you believe it? Although I have lived all these years, yet I have never in my life seen such a thing. Let me pray have one little peep at it. I am sorry, answered Suna, but my vow forbids my opening the case or showing the arm to anyone, even for a moment, until the seven days are past. At this, the old woman burst into bitter tears, refusing to be comforted. Thereupon Tsuna, who was a soft-hearted young warrior, could withstand her no longer. Just one look then, said he, and lifted the lid of the chest. The pretended aunt took up the arm and seemed to be gazing at it in a kind of rapture, when suddenly appearing in her true shape, which was none other than that of the ogre Shutendoji, she shouted, My arm is my own again, and immediately vanished through a hole in the roof. Tsuna, quickly recovering from his surprise, rushed out, but not a trace of the ogre was to be found. Sad and crestfallen, the warrior bent his steps to the house of Raiko and told him all that had happened. Raiko called his followers round him, and they there and then solemnly vowed that they would one day destroy the ogres in their stronghold of Oyeyama, or perish in the attempt. The End